we hope you guys have had a great weekend. We're excited to see each and every one of you here this morning. Uh, so I'm pumped to be bringing the word this morning. We're going to be taking a look um, at Galatians 5. So if you have a Bible, go ahead and turn there with me. Uh, at Galatians 5, we're going to be in verses 16 through 18. So as I was saying just a second ago, Pastor Doug has taken us through the book, the book of Galatians, excuse me, the book of Galatians, and uh, he's pulled out some incredible truths of how Paul was encouraging the Galatians to return back to their first love and to uh, not uh, seeing that they are not justified by their works, but they're justified by their faith in Christ. Remember, it's Jesus plus nothing equals everything. It's not Jesus plus something, and that's what the Galatians had made uh, their faith, Jesus plus something. And so uh, before we get started, though, uh, church, this past Friday, I just want to share something with you. Me and Alejandra, we got married this, fr this past Friday. Thank you, guys. And listen, the reason that I bring that up to you guys this morning is this is, look, we are so extremely thankful for your texts, your calls, uh, your handshakes, your hugs, your encouragement. Um, we have really felt the love from you guys as we, have been, as we have been here together. And if you're visiting with us this morning, or if you're sticking for six and committing to being here with us for six weeks, I just want to let you know that this church does love its people. And we have felt that love as me and her have been here together, and we are excited to see what the Lord has for us here in the life of our campus and our church. Uh, but as we have uh, recently uh, been married now for two days, hey, the third day is today, we're going strong, okay? Like, we're going strong. Uh, we have recently, you know, gotten married, and so we, uh, we met over a year ago, and we've really discovered uh, that me and her are a lot alike, okay? And some of you guys who've probably been married forever, everything I'm fixing to say to you, you're probably just going to be like, yeah, uh, I've experienced that, yeah, done that, yeah, uh, right? So, uh, so we've, we've experienced that a lot of her, me and, me and her are a lot alike. And so when it comes to, you know, she's driven, I'm driven, she's independent, I'm independent. Um, I've got some attitude. She, I'm, am I allowed to say this? She's got, she's got a little attitude, but, but okay. Um, she's got a little bit of attitude, you know, but we've also discovered that there's some differences that we have as well, some differences, okay? Like, I love sports, okay? And uh, this past weekend, we were doing something with a ping pong ball, and she literally could not, could not catch the ping pong ball, okay? So it was hilarious. Like, she hates sports, right? And I think she even thinks that ping pong is actually a legit sport. But anyway, uh, so she hates sports. Um, you know, and another key difference that we have that we've kind of recently discovered is that she loves uh, to eat healthy. To eat healthy, okay? I don't, okay? Don't let my skinny, you know, skeleton-like figure fool you. I eat horribly, okay, and, and I'm discovering that the more that I've been here, uh, and so, I mean, I, she loves to eat healthy, I love to eat not so healthy, and so we've really, um, we've really experienced uh, kind of knowing this and realizing this about one another this past weekend, and so uh, I'm, I come to her and I'm like, hey, look, I really think that I need to start eating healthier, and she's like, amen, I agree, I've, I've been waiting for you to have this realization, and so uh, for me, um, I'm like, I Man, I'm going to start, I'm going to start as we, you know, we, we begin our marriage. We're going to take a honeymoon trip sometime in the summer, and I'm like, I got to get my beach pod ready, you know, so, uh, right? So, um, well, she didn't, she didn't tell me that when it comes to eating healthy, uh, there's something called cheat meals, cheat meals, okay? And so she was explaining this to me, and I'm thinking, hey, a cheat meal is probably like something you can just, you know, anytime you want it, I can, you know, ha have a cheat meal. And it's like a legit thing. I didn't, I didn't know this. And it's crazy because I, I played sports in high school. I used to work out. You know, don't, don't you know, yeah, I used to work out. Um, but with that being said, she, she really, you know, was explaining this to me this past weekend. And so she was out of the room, and I go to the freezer, and I open the freezer, 
and my weaknesses there. After I've, I've made this commitment to eating healthy, um, and it's ice cream, okay? And this is not my ice cream, this is her ice cream. And, and with this being said, it's her favorite ice cream, but it's also my favorite ice cream, okay? And it's like one of these little Ben and Jerry's, like, pint-sized ice cream uh, bucket things, okay? So I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm eating healthy, I'm committing to, to looking good for my honeymoon, uh, you know, I'm trying to make it even spiritual, hey, the, the, my body's a temple, right? So, you know, um, I'm trying to, you know, try to view that in that way, but so I close the freezer, walk away, and uh, then I'm like, you know what, it, I better just go check on it again, you know, so I come back, open the freezer again, and okay, it's, it's still there, but I'm not going to do it. Go back, kind of peek in, oh, it's okay, it's, it's, it's still there, and then I ate the whole entire thing, Okay. <laughs> And so she didn't explain to me that when she eats this pint of ice cream, that it's actually, she just takes a spoon and eats it and then puts it back. Okay, I, I thought, hey, it's this big, go in and eat the whole thing, right? Okay, I guess not. But so, um, man, it's my weakness. And uh, some of us are laughing, but hey, like, let's be real in this room for just a second. We all desire junk food over healthy food, right? Like, you guys are laughing at me, but you guys do the same exact thing. Like, you know, we all desire to eat unhealthy. We all desire to eat something that's not good for us, even though we know that eating healthy is probably better for us, right? We desire to eat a greasy cheeseburger, cheeseburger over a head of cabbage, right? Except Abigail. Abigail's vegetarian. Yeah, I know. I see you. So, but the point is this, is, is we know that the cabbage is better for us, but we still choose to eat the things that, that are not. See, we all tend to have this desire to eat healthy, right? Like we say that, we say that. We all have this desire to, to want to eat healthy, but we tend to still give in to some of that desire to eat those junk foods, like I did. I went all in. It's like we can't escape it. And so look, I know, I know for some of you guys in here, you're like, hey, we did not come here to, to hear a, a workout plan or a food plan. I get it. So this is not a sermon about, you know, your mid-year's resolution to get better and get fit and get healthy, I promise, okay? Um, but See, what I've come to realize is that even when it comes to life, we all choose to do bad over good, right? Like, in, in every one of our lives, we choose to do something bad. It's like, it's like we have this appetite for evil. It's like we have this appetite to do what's wrong. For example, some of us, we may be struggling with legalism. Legalism. Like, like the, the idea that what we do puts us in a better standing with God in our relationship with him. It's kind of where the Galatians are at, in, in a way. That, that, that what they do is going to make them appear better, look better, be in right standing in their relationship with the Lord. But the truth is, it's not. It's a trap. We tend to think that we are better than what we are by what we do, by what we know, by what we say. Some of us, we struggle with maybe unforgiveness. We have bitterness in our hearts towards other people. We have bitterness in, in our hearts towards people maybe we haven't even met. Maybe people we don't even know, but maybe they offended us in some way or somehow, and we're like, hey, we're writing that person off. Maybe for some of us, that person's exactly in this room next to you right now. Like, we, t we, we refuse to forgive them or make amends with them. And can I be real? Like, Scripture says, hey, go to that person. Maybe for some of us, it's idolatry. We place something over our relationship with the Lord. Hey, I struggle with this. Like, really. And I'm learning that daily, 
that I tend to place even the smallest thing above my relationship with the Lord. And last one, maybe some of us, we struggle with sexual morality. Maybe some of us in this room, we're looking at things that we don't need to look at. We're watching videos that we don't need to watch. We're looking at other people that we don't need to look at in a certain way. We're engaging, maybe even in inappropriate relationships with other people. So we all know that we should not do these things, right? Like we say that. But oftentimes we end up doing these things anyway. So if this resonates with you, like if, this can, if you relate to this just like I can, just like I do, the good news is that you're not alone. We all have different struggles. Paul writes about a similar struggle to the Galatians. And this is the passage that we're going to look at today. So if you have your Bible, if you have your phone, like I've already told you to turn to Galatians chapter 5, we're going to look at verses 16 through 18. So it says, verse 16, I say then, walk by the Spirit, and you will certainly not carry out the desire of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is against the Spirit, and the Spirit desires what is against the flesh. These are opposed to each other so that you don't do what you want. But if you were led by the Spirit, then you were not under the law. Let's pray. God, we love you. God, in this place, we, we, we just pray that you just move. Lord, we just sang songs, God, that declare who you are, that you are worthy, God, that you are good. God, we aren't. God, you have set us apart. You have made us holy just as you are holy. We love you, Lord. We pray, God, that you just speak to us. God, prick our hearts of any sin. In your name I pray. Amen. So Paul is writing this letter to the Galatians, and, and we see um, previously in some verses before this in chapter 5 that he's telling them that they need to love one another, okay, because they're fighting, right? You've got the Judaizers, and you've got the Galatians. The Judaizers are trying to convert the Galatians back to a works-based theology so that they can do these certain things to be in their right relationship with the Lord. And Paul's not having it. Remember, uh, Pastor Douglas told us, he basically, Paul has called the Galatians fools. He said, look, you are foolish to abandon the gospel that was once uh, proclaimed to you. And so what Paul tells them to do is get right. Get right. And see, when he tells them to love one another, there's only one way that they're going to do that. And that's what we're going to look at uh, here. And so in verse 16, it says, I say then, walk by the Spirit, and you will not certainly carry out the desire of the flesh. So Paul is telling the Galatians to walk by the Spirit. He's indicating a present activity that is now in progress. See, this word walk is a present tense verb, meaning that it's actively happening by the way the Galatians live. See, Paul is encouraging the Galatians to continue the walk that the Galatians had begun when they first became believers. He's telling them to return back to their first true love, the truth of the gospel. And if they continue to walk by the Spirit, they would not give in to the desires of the flesh. When Paul says, by the Spirit, Paul is referring to the Holy Spirit living in us, leading us to follow God, leading us to conviction, leading us to become more like Jesus and do what God wants in each and every one of our lives. The flesh that Paul is talking about. It's not talking about our actual skin. It's a Greek word that means it's called sarks. And it's talking about sinful nature, sinful desires that each and every one of us have. The sinful things that we want to do. As I was saying earlier, I desire to eat healthy. I also desire to eat unhealthy. Likewise, our spirit and our flesh, they hunger. They have, they have this hunger, and they hunger to be fed. 
Each of us, we have two appetites. For those of us who are in Christ, we feed one or the other. So if you feed yourself food, think about this. You're going to grow, right? You're going to grow this way. You're going to grow this way, okay? You're going to grow. If you starve yourself, you're going to die. If you feed your plants at home, they will live and grow. If you starve your plant, it's going to die. Or if you bring your plants over to our house, it's going gonna, it's gonna to die no matter what we do. We feed it, we starve it, it's just going to die, okay? So, see, the one thing to remember today is that we need to feed the spirit, but we need to starve the flesh. Remember, we just talked about how when we feed certain things, it grows. When we starve certain things, it dies. When we feed the spirit, starve the flesh. Our spirit grows stronger, and we will not feed the appetite of the flesh. But if we feed our flesh, guess what? Our sinful desires are going to grow. This is what Paul means by walking with the spirit, that we obey God and follow the spirit's path. And that when we do this, we move from living out in our sinful nature And the Spirit empowers us to live a life that is opposite of our sinful desires. Paul continues to describe this battle. Here's the thing. Listen, we know this, right? Like, like here's the thing. We know that we need to feed the Spirit. We need to walk by the Spirit. We need to not gratify the desires of the flesh. And when we feed the Spirit, we will flee from our sinful nature, our sinful flesh. But Paul says this. Look, it's not going to be easy. It's actually going to be a battle. It's going to be a fight. Verse 17. For the flesh desires what is against the Spirit, and the Spirit desires what is against the flesh. These are opposed to each other so that you don't do what you want to do. Look, here we see this battle between our spirit and our flesh, right? It's like we're in between tug of war. It's like we're, we're, they're fighting with one another to do what, what each wants to do. See, our flesh wants one thing, but God's spirit wants another. Paul even says in his letter to the Romans in chapter 7, verse 15, he says, For I do not understand what I am doing because I do not practice what I want to do but I do what I hate. Paul says this because of the battle of his flesh and his spirit. He wants to do what's right. He wants to do what God has called him to do and what God has called him to be, to be holy. But his flesh, it's like, it's like he takes two steps this way, but then one step back because his flesh is pulling him. Look, our Christian life is a struggle. Can we, can we agree? We want to do good, but at the same time, our flesh pulls us to do bad. It's like we can't do what's right. It's like we can't do what we know we need to do. It's like I was saying earlier, like, hey, I know I don't need this Ben and Jerry's ice cream, but I'm going to do it anyway. We, we, we desire it. See, it's, it's in this position that most of us, or maybe even currently we are in, that we're stuck in. We find ourselves. See, sometimes it often can feel that our flesh is more powerful than the spirit. But see, God's Spirit leads us to become more like him and who he is. See, it's our job as believers to fall in line with the Spirit's guidance. See, I even can find myself stuck in this battle as well. I used to struggle with anger. Like, whew, my mom's here today. We grew up in a crazy home. <laughs> She's going to slap me when, I, when we leave. Uh, but look, I used to struggle with anger. Like, and, I, and, 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 like, I found myself stuck in this battle. And even now, after I became a believer, I still find myself stuck in this battle. And after I became a believer, God's spirit changed this within me. But sometimes my flesh still wants to overtake and rule. Me and Alejandra were at Disney this past weekend. And, look, there's a lot of people there, okay? And some of them people, like, when, when they be bumping into you and cutting out in front of you and stepping on your feet and walking all over you, 
my flesh wanted to take over, okay? Like, we need a, we need a new play, COVID-20 or something, right? Like, 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 sometimes my flesh still wants to overtake and rule. Sometimes I get angry over things that I do uh, not want to do to get angry at. See, I have to choose what to feed, my anger or God's spirit. So if you're like me, maybe you struggle with anger. Or perhaps maybe it, for you it's lust. And lust doesn't always have to be just something sexual. Lust can be something or anything that you put before your relationship with the Lord. Or maybe for some of us in here, it's laziness. Like maybe we, we have this, this spiritual um, lethargy to where we just don't want to do anything. We want to just sit on the sidelines and sit in a chair. Because we're lazy. Because we don't want to grow in our walk with the Lord. We don't want to reach people. We don't want to serve people. Maybe for some of us, maybe it's, it's legalism. Maybe we're still try, we're on this track of, man, I grew up in a, in a godly home, and I have all the answers, and, and mom and dad live this lifestyle, and, and, and my parents live this lifestyle. Can I be real with you? Like, your parents' belief is not going to get you into heaven. But your relationship with God will. We're not justified by what we do, but we're justified by who he is and what he has done. Maybe, maybe even for some of us in this room, maybe it's an addiction. Maybe some of us in this room were addicted to certain things, addicted to certain habits, addicted to maybe substances. I'm going to say this to you. I, I told my, my students this, this past week, look, how is moderation of a sin okay? So we need to have to each choose what we're going to feed, the spirit of the flesh. Verse 18, Paul continues. He says, but if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. Look, Paul is not telling the Galatians to throw out the law. That's not what he's doing. Remember, we've talked about the law. Pastor Doug has said that the law was meant to do what, church? Reveal our sin. Reveal our sin. But what Paul is saying is that when we are led by the Spirit, our desires naturally become more of what the Spirit desires over the flesh. That when we walk in accordance with the Spirit, that when we, when we, we pursue and walk with the Spirit and pursue the ways of God, that our flesh becomes weak compared to our spirit. See, the Galatians have been struggling with what action they need to do to be right with God. They're, they're in, the, in this in-between of their flesh is telling them to go this way, but their spirit is telling them to go this way. They're in that battle. See, the Galatians have focused more on performance than feeding the spirit. And that's why they're in the position that they're in. Paul is telling the Galatians that they need to be before they do. Oftentimes, we try to do things that we feel we're supposed to, to do or we try to do what we shouldn't do. We focus on, I don't need to lie. I don't need to think this way. I don't need to hold that grudge. Instead, what we end up doing is, is performing those things out of our own will and strength, and we eventually end up returning to feed the flesh. See, if we focus on just being with God, being in relationship with him, knowing who he is and resting in that, we're allowing the Spirit to lead us and guide us. And we end up relying on God's strength as we face those sinful desires. Can I be real? I struggle with anxiety. And whew, before I got up here this morning, I was feeling it. The thing is this. So many of us in this room, we try to overcome our sinful desires and our sinful flesh by what we do. And if I'm being honest with you, 
It's not by our power, but it's by his. I couldn't get up here before you without his power. <laughs> Just be honest. See, instead of it becoming about a performance of what we have to do or obligated to do, we should end up doing the things out of our love for God. That when we be instead of do, we rest in who he is and what he's done. That what he, who he is and what he's done leads us to become more like him and who he is. For an example, you might do something for someone because you love them versus out of obligation, right? Right? Like if you feel obligated to do something, it's kind of like, oh, you just kind of had to do this. Like Alejandra, if, if she, said, she wants me to like, to like want to buy her flowers. Like if she has to tell me to do something, it don't count. Like that's what she tells me all the time. Like... It's, more, it's much more meaningful if we do it out of love for that person instead of because we have to. That we need to be and we need to rest and remain in who God is and who he's called us to be instead of trying to just perform our way out. Likewise, look, it's easier for us to do the things that God commands us to do when it's done out of love for God, right? Like that when we genuinely love and have a real and true and authentic relationship with God, it becomes a little bit easier to do the things that he's commanded us to do. Instead of having this legalistic approach of works-based theology of I'm just doing things out of my will to get right with him. See, God commands us to feed the spirit, starve the flesh. The question is, how do we fight this battle between the spirit and the flesh? Some takeaways I have for you. Number one, walk by the spirit. Walk by the spirit. And so here are some practical ways that you can begin this week. Number one, study God's word. Like so many of us in this room, we just want God to speak to us. He has. You just need to open the book up and listen. This is how we discern our will above, his will above our own. This is how we, we know more of who he is. This is how we know more of what he's called us to be and called us to do. Next thing is we, we pray continuously. What does this look like to pray continuously? Pray without ceasing. It is us inviting Jesus into every aspect of our day through meditating with him. Pray when you wake up. Pray when you're at work or at school. Ask Jesus to be a part of whatever you're doing in that portion of the day. Make time for him. Make time to communicate with him. Set aside that time. Seek silence. We have so many distractions that surround us that prevent us from hearing the Spirit's guidance. And I want to challenge you to do this. This week, just put your phone down for five minutes. Five minutes a day. And just use that as time to be in your relationship with the Lord. We have so many distractions. Maybe if we just put them down and listen to the Lord and pursue him, maybe things would change. Be before you do. Instead of focusing on the performance and doing things out of obligation, rest and enjoy your relationship with Jesus. The Galatians were trying to use the law as a way to get right with the, with the Lord. The Judaizers had came into the church in Galatia and were trying to convince them that they had to be circumcised to be right in their relationship with God. That's why Paul is writing this letter. He's like, look, you guys are idiots. <laughs> like, you're trying to do all of these things to be in, your right, in a right relationship with the Lord. That's not how this is going to work. Because you're going to keep trying to do and do and climb that ladder and what you do will never be enough. Number two, starve the flesh. Starve the flesh. How do we do this? How do we starve our sinful nature? First thing is this, you got to find accountability. 
like share the battle of that struggle you have with other people. Can I say this to you? And there's so many of you in this room that like you need to be connected to a small group. And 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 I'm, this isn't like a spill for small groups, but like that's where you find accountability. That's where you find community. That's where you find someone to walk through that battle with you. And you can start today by, by joining a small group. We have some incredible small group leaders and an incredible small group ministry that is just waiting for you to join so you can have community and be in this relationship with the Lord together. Because the thing is this, is, is if we place ourselves on an island without people to surround us and help us, we're going to stumble. We're going to fall. And focus on feeding the Spirit. Focus on feeding the Spirit. So what happens when we do focus on feeding our spirit? See, it's that our flesh begins to naturally starve. See, let me show you what I mean by this, okay? Oh, my bad. This container, base, whatever, whatever it is, represents our life in this battle, our life in this battle, your life in this battle, between the spirit and the flesh. These ping pong balls, there are fleshly desires. Maybe legalism, maybe sexual immorality, maybe greed, maybe gluttony, maybe anger, maybe pornography, maybe bitterness, maybe workspace theology, maybe broken home life. It's affected your relationship. Laziness. All these different sinful desires that, that we struggle with and that we deal with daily. See, as we feed our flesh, the flesh begins to grow in our life. And it fills our life. James tells us that once these desires are given into, they birth sin. And where does sin take us? death. That when we begin to sin, sin comes into our life, and then it's fully grown, it will give birth to death. Before we know it, our life will slowly but surely be filled with those sinful things. But watch what happens when we feed the Spirit. Watch what happens when we walk by the Spirit. So the Spirit is this water. And so we begin to feed the Spirit by Studying God's word, praying, pursuing him, following Jesus, connecting with community, praying, doing the things that God has called us to do. And sometimes the spirit even needs to nudge some, some of these things out of our life. See, <laughs> See, the flesh begins to starve. And slowly but surely, God begins to remove these things from our life. And when he does so, we're able to really pursue Jesus for who he is. See, today, what I want to say to you is this, is that what God has for us, walking in obedience, is so much better, is so much better than what we pursue ourselves. And so, for you this morning, many of you, you're struggling with the desires of the flesh. Many of you, you're struggling with 
with this battle that you're in between. And I just want to say to you, look, I get it. I'm there. But I want to say you don't have to do this alone. That when you feed the Spirit, then you, when you walk by the Spirit, when you, when you pursue a relationship with the Lord, some of those sinful nature, those, those desires, guess what? And some of y'all laughed because y'all saw some of these ping pong balls didn't go out. That was part of, that was part of the plan, by the way. But what I want to say with, with that is this, is that some of those sin struggles might not go away. Or some of those sin struggles might, might come back. And that's amidst in the battle when we have to choose and decide, what are we going to feed? Are we going to feed the Spirit? Or are we going to feed the flesh? And so we need to make that decision this morning. Some of you in your lives, like, you have no idea what I'm talking about because you're not a believer in Christ. And today I want to invite you to do so. I want to invite you to begin this relationship with Jesus. That it won't be perfect. That it won't have everything that you maybe thought that it would have. But the one thing that you can be sure that you will have is him and who he is. For some of us who are believers in this room. And you're feeding, you're feeding the flesh. You're not walking by the Spirit. You're in amidst that battle. And I get it. You're, you're giving in. But my encouragement to you today is this, is pursue Jesus for who he is. Cast your eyes on him and who he is. Like the songs that we sang earlier, he is worthy and he is good. Let's pray. God, we love you. We're thankful, God, that you brought us in this place this morning. We pray, God, that you ultimately, God, just allow us, God, to flee from our sin. God, to quit feeding the, 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 our fleshly desires that we have. God, I pray that in this moment, God, that you prick our hearts. God, that you reveal any sin that we have. Maybe that we need to confess, God. Maybe some sin, God, that we're living in, God. Maybe we need accountability, God. I pray that you just lead us, God, to see that. I pray, God, that we feed the Spirit, God. And we flee from the flesh. God, we're, th we're thankful for the sacrifice that you made on the cross, God. That we have your presence fully embodied within us as believers in you, God. That we will never be alone. That we will never face any struggle or circumstance without you. But you will be present with us. We love you, Lord. In your name I pray. Amen. So in this moment, as we begin to stand and sing, this is the opportunity that you have. We have Jason and Kelly over here. Uh, they would love to talk with you if you'd love to make that decision to pursue who Jesus is. Or maybe, maybe for some of us, we're living in sin. Maybe for some of us, we just need to come down to this altar and we just need to pray. And so this is your opportunity and this is your moment to respond to what the Lord is calling you to do. Let's worship.